Welcome back to this podcast uh, episode of Tōkūreo, the podcast where we are, what are we even doing? We're talking about Te Reo Māori, the journey of learning Te Reo Māori with some incredible wahine. Uh, and today on the microphones, we have the beautiful Aroha Camille Harris, tēnā koe. Tēnā koe. And we have the stunning Tiffany Wetehera, tēnā koe. Tēnā koe, Now, <laughs> when we did our first, our last podcast episode, Aroha, mm. your name was Camille. So tell us, tell us about this transition of ingoa. I um I guess um, with the journey of coming into kura and, you know, really embracing te ao Māori and being able to be fully immersed in that world, I just really wanted to uphold the mana of my uh, ingoa Māori and, yeah, and celebrate that. I've been Camille for long enough in this lifetime, um, yeah, that I feel more feel more me and feel more complete and it just feels more right that I um, celebrate and use my Māori name mm. I, and put it first because it's always been second which a lot of our Māori names are, are in as our middle name so just you know upholding the mana of my name and bringing it to the forefront. It's interesting you talk about that because actually that's something you both have in common in your names mm. and that Tiffany, you know, you were once Tiffany Jeans and are now Aye. Tiffany Wetihira. Tell me a little bit about your experience of reclaiming, I mean, both of you are welcome to call it all around mm. it, reclaiming mm. your Māori name. Well, for me being, I was born um, Tiffany Wetihira and um, when I was, uh, when my mum married her partner, I was... When I was 10 or 11, they changed my last name to, to match theirs. And for them, I believe that it was a sense of them wanting me to feel like I was part of a whānau mm. because I, um, it was just my mum and I, even though it was just my mum and I, it was, wasn't just my mum and I because it was my whole whānau, but we, um, I think that was their whakaro behind doing that. Um, my son was actually, um, when a few years ago, he was the one who said to me, um, Mum, I really want your Māori last name. And, um, and I was like, oh, shucks, can we, can we do things like that? Can we just like change things like that? And he was like, yeah, 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 Mum, you can change it. You can, I think he was 11 or 12. So that was the age that I had my name changed mm. from... Tiffany Wittihira to Tiffany Wittihira Jeans, but then it was just too much for everybody to grapple, so it was just Jeans. Um, so we changed his name by Deadpool, and then um, and then I wanted to do the same thing as mm -hmm. him. So he actually inspired me to um, be who I was always meant to be. Be mm. via my mm. name. Aye. We are we are part way through our year studying together, all in the same Akumanga now. Aye. Um studying together Rumakireo. 
And I've, the last episode was a conversation with Chelsea and Leonie about their journey so far this year and how they found it. What about the two of you? What what has the journey been like so far? Is it what you expected it to be? Carl, not for me. <laughs> I don't know what I expected, to be honest. Um, I didn't expect it to be easy, and it certainly hasn't been that. Um, like I said in the first podcast, I think I said this anyway, for me it's just been beautifully hard every day. Mm. Um, yeah, and it comes in peaks and it comes in troughs, you know, like there's good days and there's really hard days, but the desire and the need to be there is far greater than anything, so you keep going. <laughs> yeah, you keep going. Why? And why is it not for you, Tiff? I have learnt this year that um, you need your people around you mm-hmm. to keep you going, and during times that are um, when times are really tough, and the year for me has been really difficult. But um, having a really amazing ropu of wahine. Within our wakomanga has really um, encouraged me to to continue this journey the way that it is. Yeah, mm. but yeah, it's been for me. It's been hard. I did. Ex- I did think it was going to be hard, but not as hard as what it has been for me. I think when anyone, not just people who are doing a rumaki deal course but when anyone is learning and reclaiming their language there are moments where we all just go this is too hard and I'm Mm. and I'm just gonna stop or I'm gonna tap out or I'm gonna you know it's it's easier for me to just not do this right now have there been moments like that for you guys where you've been on the at the point of like no this is just too hard and I'm and I'm gonna stop I definitely there's been a moment like that um, for me um, just because you're so vulnerable and you put so much of yourself out there and yeah just the desire and the need to reclaim your real and to have what you should have always had is so great that it's almost sometimes like um, not to put people off, but it can feel a bit punishing sometimes to your own wairua when you're continuously feeling like you're not getting it or, um, yeah, however those feelings are, it's quite easy to think, you know, to slip back into a world, te Pakia, a world that you've known for so long that is so comfortable and just so known to you. It's just easier. But then for myself, I would always go back and remind myself um, you know, like our tupuna didn't have it easy. They had this taken away from them in a way that was so painful and so traumatising that why should my journey be, you know, silky smooth all the way? And I think um, the value of being immersed in rumakireo and having the whānau that we have and the whānau that you're with every day um, is what truly gets you through because you're all in that waka together and you're all feeling these feelings in different ways at some at different points of your journey that um, 
it's just incredible the whānau that yeah that you make and that get you through. I mm. I think when we <clears throat> talk about getting us through and whānau getting us through, there is the space of Rumakireo and the people that we go to school with every single day, and then there's also the whānau outside of Kura. My perspective has been that my family don't quite have an understanding of what I'm going through. And so while they can be there to support, it's not necessarily in the same way, at the same level, nowhere near the same level of understanding. Have you found that tough? Like, have you found outside of kura, even with your own whānau, wider whānau, is it is it easy to get the kind of support you need? Well, for me, I don't have, within my household, I don't have fluent real speakers. Mm. I'm trying to um, also teach while I'm learning my tamariki and um, instill in them the, the richness of what we are learning and what was handed down to us. So, um, but I do have the rest of my whānau who I did grow up with who um, are fully immersed in te ao Māori but they don't live in Tamaki but I do um, I do f- need them um, and that's another thing that I've learned about this journey is that this year has made me yearn for that that papakainga way of living, Mm -hmm. like we had each other not just to learn, to learn our language, but just to live and support each other in in every way, shape and form. And so I've been yearning for my whānau and our whenua more than I probably have since I moved to Tāmaki. Wow. (laughs) So... Um, so I do have some amazing people who I can lean on who can help, but, um, and they've been wonderful and amazing. So I'm really, I feel quite lucky in that sense. Mm. (coughs) And I think these are some of the things that maybe we wouldn't have even thought about Mm. when we first Mm. ventured (laughs) into this space this year, um, You know, I have a different sort of way of viewing my relationship with my daughter. I have a different way of engaging with my cousins now um, because I have a different frame of mind. Like my my cousins who I know that are fluent in te reo, I try and only speak te reo Māori to them and sometimes I actually get really nervous and really shy and don't want to say it because they're such beautiful reo speakers. But, um, you know, one of my cousins messaged me, I, I asked him if he could check off, like kind of read one of my assignments. So I was feeling a little bit, <laughs> um, I'm a little bit nervous about it. And I was like, oh, can you just read this and see what it's like? And he came back and he gave me his whakaro. And he just said this thing like, I'm always here. You know, whatever you need, I'm always here. And I don't know that actually whānau members who say these things to you when you're on such a journey like this understand how powerful those words are. Oh. that I'm here and when when you are as you said Aroha when you are kind of undertaking such a transformational you know path 
tēnei ara, mm-hmm. um, and it be can be very traumatic, can be very awesome, can be like you go through so many emotions throughout the year. Just having someone that goes, well, I'm here, you know, just give us a bow. It's actually really powerful. Um, and having wahine like you in the space, like um, Chelsea and Leonie and the two of you, are the people I'm most closest with at Kura. It's lovely that you're all on this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I don't think, to be honest, I don't think any of us would have made it as far as we have mm. without each with, other. Aye. You know, just that power of being connected to people to help you get through the next bit or even just on one day going, I know nothing, I feel like shit, I don't speak to me and they're like, you know things, get up. Like, come back tomorrow. I'll see you in the morning. Hey, popo. Those little things. Really powerful. What have been some of the highlights of your year so far? I remember at the beginning of the year when when one little penny, a one-cent coin, dropped in my head for one particular reringa. And it was um, Kaoreau Ete Mohio. And I remember every day feeling so proud that I could say in Tereo, Kaoreau Ete Mohio. And then, because every day that was the one thing, you know, because literally I didn't know as well. And I knew what it meant. Everybody would call it all to me and be like, hmm, yeah, oh, I've <laughs> and then I switched it out for oh maumahara, you know switched, and then I'd, so that was like one little penny that I was like oh wow I'm speaking te reo and I'd go home and say to my kids so when you don't know anything all you have to say is um, so that was a huge highlight for me um and then, and then I think there's there's been like there were months after that where I probably for myself didn't have many highlights, <laughs> but uh, being able to stand and kōrero for our whakapuaki, um they have all been highlights of mine. Ahakotino mm. uauakio here kete. Poho kereru ano o Even though it's hard, <laughs> you're still so proud of yourself. Mm. Right, yeah. And that's something that I've even had to learn to 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 be proud of myself um, from you guys mm. because it's not something that um, I've found very easy to celebrate accomplishments like that. Like because we're so incredibly proud of you that mm. you just you have to be proud of yourself. Mm. You got all Aye. these other people that are so proud of you. Like get in join the waka. <laughs> Aye. What's been a highlight yeah. for you, Aroha? Oh, there's several highlights um for me. Um the fact that I'm in a class with such amazing people, especially you guys, especially um, the wahine, 
that I have been so blessed to share this journey with is incredible. You know, like fangirling, you follows fangirling, to fangirling, Kiani, <laughs> Chelsea. You know what I mean? Like it just is straight up. And then to get to share that journey is, um, and and be at that same level and same. Um, you know, we're we're in this together, and we're all. Um, craving to learn our real and supportive of each other is incredible. Um, so that is a highlight for me. Um, learning in a kura under um, the ahuru mōwai of Komatua, I think, um, you know, we're all incredibly lucky to have that. Um, yeah, Papa and Nan, like, I'm really grateful to learn to be under their guidance. I'm really grateful that we've had a lot of Nan this year. Um, and then, you know, I've had moments where I've totally blanked out in my whakapuake and I've just wanted to go home and not come back. So the fact that I was able to speak for 35 minutes in our last one or 30 minutes, whatever it was, Itere or Māori just off the cuff was, for me, thank frickin' goodness that happened because I was beginning to wonder if it ever was. And you hear people talk about that lump in your throat, that it's there, but whatever it is stops it from coming out. So for me, to have it finally come out was a highlight. Mm. And that's that's something that I'm really keen to talk to you to about is – that breakthrough, that breakthrough moment or that breakthrough series of moments that gets you just over that little next bit, over that little hump. Now, Alfakapuaki at, at Kura, we've had to stand and speak for 7 minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20, 25, 35, and the next one's like 45 to an hour. And I have... I'm a pretty confident person and I speak a lot. So that part of that barrier or that thing <laughs> is already to my advantage. I have no problem standing mm. up in front of people talking. Now, speaking in te reo Māori is a totally different thing. <laughs> but I have one less thing to worry about. I'm not mm. shy to get up and talk. Mm. Whereas some people might be shy to get up and talk and then have to also worry about kōrero i te reo Māori. So I've been quite lucky in the sense that I only have to worry about the te reo Māori bit and not about the shy bit. However, there are varying levels of what standing up and speaking looks like and sounds like. And I've had times where I've stood up and been like, oh my God, I don't even know what I'm going to say or how I'm going to say it and whatever falls out of my mouth is what it's going to be. And then I've also seen and witnessed um, with you, Aroha, that I think from, you know, knowing that you you have it inside you and knowing that you want it to come out and it just won't. It just won't get past your throat. And I'm really interested to kind of mm. unpack that a little bit because I know there are so many other people out there mm. who feel the same, mm. who maybe they've learnt the kupu, they've mm. learnt the reading a kōrero, they know the subject that they want to talk about and they've prepared themselves to a point. Mm. But when they stand up, it just won't come out of their mouth. Mm. What could Can you or could you identify what it was at that time that was just stopping it from flowing? <sighs> um... 
I really don't know what it was that was stopping it, apart from wanting to do it so bad um, and seeing and being so proud of everyone standing before me and them doing so well, which I love. You know, it was really heartwarming to see that each time, but then when it finally got to me, I guess anxiety, like I've just never had before. Mm. Um that's all I can say, just wanting it so bad. And it's funny because when I have spoken with my nan during this journey um, and, you know, moaned to her about how hard it might be or whatever, and, and she's always like, Atahaere moko, like just slow down, you know, like take your time, stop being such a bull at a gate. It's all good. So I guess she picks up in me, you know, that I want it yesterday and I'm not giving it time to come just naturally, I guess. So, um, and really accepting the way that the the way the whakapuaki are structured. So they just keep coming. They're teen or tere. They're one after another. And you know, I I guess I've learnt the hard way that you can't be memorising what your kupu is. You can't be memorising what your reringa is because that gets impossible. You mess up one word, and the whole lot's gone, and then you're blank, which is what I've done. Um, so I guess succumbing to um, just succumbing to myself and just letting whatever it is that I am have the ability to say and to talk about, um, just to let that happen. I don't know how else to put it, I, which is what I did the last time. I knew my topic. I knew how I felt about our journey. We, we spent a week um, teaching um, and, and walking alongside our tamariki within Kohangareo and Kurakaupapa. And so we spoke to our experience of that and what that was like. And so I just simply let that happen properly for the first time. And so that's, yeah, taken me a little bit of time to get to that point. But, yeah. And I think it's just beautiful because you just did and caught it all Māori. You know? I, I, I. It was just there. I and you just had that caught it all. I. Yeah. I. I. for sure. Um. I. I. Um, Tiffany, what has been? Ha- have you noticed something that you have overcome or that you've been able to break through in this so far? Seriously. <laughs> I've definitely learnt a lot, but I don't I'm not sure what you're meaning. <laughs> well, I, I don't guess... know, I don't know. It's I this year has been so like the and like the the internal um Raru or Mamai that I've experienced this year is unlike anything I've ever experienced before in my life. So I um I've I've yeah, it's been so I don't know. I've definitely learned a lot, but I I don't know what I've over I don't know if I've overcome much within myself yet. Or if you've broken through that. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if I ever will. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know what it. I don't know what it is that thing <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> I guess the reason I ask is because I've witnessed your growth, and I've witnessed your growth in Tereo. And I hope you don't mind me saying this, and I will happily cut it out if you do mind. Um, but what I have, what I have witnessed is you say early on a lot of self doubt and a lot of self is the word self deprecation is that the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, where you <laughs> where you say you can't do it and you feel like you can't do it and you don't know that you can do it and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what you're talking about and your fucking book is going to be shit and it's like all of these things I've witnessed you kind of go through this process of I can't, I won't, it's not going to happen. And then you stand, and I'm sitting there like, what the fuck was she talking about? And the most beautiful reo comes out of your mouth. The most incredible waiata that you write, Mm. where you hold a branch of a tea coca and perform (laughs) to our class. The most incredible whakapuaki, where you take fragrances from the ngahere, ngā kākara, ngā kākara pai, mō te ngahere, mai te ngahere, and you share it. And I just think, even though you may feel like you still do that, and you probably do to a sense, I've watched it decrease as the years gone on. I've watched you have really intense self-doubt and then get up, and I can see the self-doubt in you when you get up to speak. And then I've seen less self-doubt and less self-doubt when you get up to speak. And then I've seen, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to just do it anyway. And then you get up and you caught it on. It's like, oh, look at her. <laughs> <laughs> look at her and the way that this has changed. And I don't know because it's kind of happened slowly and over time. Mm. And it's still, I recognize it's still a, quite an internal thing for you. I don't know that you've recognised the growth mm. or that you've seen the increase in confidence. And you might think, but I'm still not confident. But actually, you're way more confident than you once were. And I find that really powerful to watch mm. and really powerful to be a part of because I come off as really confident, but I am not most of the time. I'm fine standing up in front of people, but I have severe anxiety that I hide from everybody. Mm. And I have huge self-doubt, but I just don't kind of verbalise or vocalise it a lot. And what I love is actually being able to kind of share that with other people vicariously through them (laughs) and then be like, Okay, I can do it because they're still going to do it and get to the other end. Um, So, you know, just putting that on the table for you. I I think I'm really forgetful. (laughs) I'm forgetful and I'm not very good at um, celebrating accomplishments Mm. at times. It's like nothing is ever maybe good enough what sort of podcast is this anyway (laughs) (laughs) it's a real one it's a real real one that that i'm sure that i'm sure many people who are listening will Mm. feel exactly the same way 
Aye. And that's why I like having these kinds of conversations. Aye. Well, to be honest, it's um, like public speaking in general is really difficult for me mm-hmm. um, in English, um, let alone um, not just te reo Māori, but your the language that you were raised around and you've always known about and you've heard um, people speak and you've heard, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the culture is still enriched within your your life in one way or another and your and you go to your marae and you you feel the whenua and you um do you know what I mean? It's 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 um I it's it's felt like a huge a lot of pressure to learn, but then to speak has been really hard. But it does feel like there's a lot of pressure. It's so interesting because, you know, all of the uh, language schools that we have in Aotearoa at the moment, they're all saying, we've got waiting lists and there's more people than ever right now who are wanting to um, learn te reo Māori, whether you're, no matter what culture you are. And being Māori and hearing that and knowing that you don't have that and somebody else might be might be taking that as well is a difficult, it's a weight that we carry. Mm. So you you want to you wanna you want it so badly that mm. it's that it that it's hurtful mm. at times. It's like when we were at our uh, kohanga, I had a corridor with one of the amazing uh, kayako there, and she's born and raised in Kurakaupapa, but in order for her to get a particular um, certificate to work with. Um, these tamariki, she had to do a language, like a language course or something. There was, and she said to me that she was meant to stand up for ten minutes and call it all in her language, her native tongue, and she couldn't do it. Mm. She was just like mm. I was just so scared of being judged of on how I speak and whether it was right or wrong, and this is how I've spoken my whole life. And she was like. You guys are amazing. For I've heard about your fakapuaki. Oh my gosh, I'd never be able to do that. And I was like, wow. I thought that this was only something that that us who couldn't or didn't have the level of real that you guys have felt mm. this. But it's this judgment on mm. our real, which is a um, which feels like pressure yeah so that's like (laughs) something else (laughs) and that judgment on our real is real I mean we're we're in a situation where we have to essentially we are we're doing a diploma so you've got to actually pass to get your paper at the end and you've done this year I don't think any of us have actually gone into it to get the paper at the end Um, that's not what it's about at all and so you know when when you get marks or don't get marks, <laughs> sometimes Aye. we get them, sometimes Aye. we don't. <laughs> but that almost doesn't matter. It mm. almost doesn't matter to Aye. us at all because it's like, well, actually, can I call it or can I have a conversation? Do I understand what this is? Those things are far more important. Mm. But it's that feeling of being judged. Mm. And it's that Aye. feeling of going, well, this person is is being critical of my real. 
when I'm already hugely critical of my ideal, oh and now I have to convince someone else um, that I'm not even convinced that I can do this, and I'm going to try and convince Aye. them that I can do it. Aye. But I think, you know, that's that's not even just in a learning environment. It's everywhere. Mm. We're always being Aye. judged on our ideal because we're being judged on whether or not we're Māori enough. Mm. Aye. In the Aye. outside world. Aye. In the inside world, at your own marae sometimes. Aye, 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 aye. Mm. Like, has, mm. has that been more intense? Have you noticed more of that this year? Has it, have you seen or heard of more of it or less of it in these spaces? All I know is that over the past few years, the, the, to learn te reo Māori is is like a is is a is a, is important mm. to the whole country, <laughs> and it's such a bizarre it's such a bizarre thing because some of us have grown up with parents and our komatua who have <clears throat> for so long had to hide and so long had to pretend to to not be um, as Maori or as they could to try to pretend to or to, just to assimilate in this Pākehā world, mm. those Māori who, I guess, not urbanised themselves, mm. but um, that for some it's difficult, I think, to um, adjust to this change Um at someone else's pace. Mm. Pono. You know? At someone else's pace. Aye. It's like... Yeah, I don't know how else to articulate that, but... It's, um, I think, what we... What Aroha and I feel in these spaces is so much more than, than just... And you, Kiani, so much more than just learning that particular kupuho or that particular reringa or can you hangu this? Can you can, can you fucking hangu that? <laughs> no, can I can't you do, hangu anything. Can it, can you know, <laughs> yes, you can. See, that's, you can <laughs> see, that's one thing you say that you can't do and you can. But, you know, like, I don't know why some of us feel that weight and see things that affect us, that affect how we can articulate our real or how we can put it out into the world for people mm. to hear. Mm. Um, last year I actually went for some funding. This is just an interesting corridor um, to help pay for my fees this year. Unfortunately, I didn't get that funding because the the place who I went to the funding for, they said to me that we want to help your business and we don't see learning te reo as enriching your business. That's actually personal growth. Wow. That's got nothing to do with your business. And I remember just being like already, so that was like, first of all, we whatever we do outside of how we speak, I feel like whatever we're doing is going to directly influence 
what we put our wairua and our mm. energy into. Um, for me, whether it's business or pleasure or whatever, mm, everything flows in with each other. They all blend together. But I remember that being, or that was a huge blow to me because I was like, oh, everything else that I do just has um, has everything to do with my my culture and my leo and um, like how can you how can you say that you know the language that my tupuna speak to me and if I learn that language how can you not say that that will help enrich everything else that I do in my life mm. no matter whether it's a business or your or your fano or your shouldn't mm. isn't our worldview that we just are all interconnected anyway and we do everything like that's the is everything and so that was actually already a blow to me <laughs> back then beforehand I didn't get that funding by the way but I did argue with them and they're going to apparently change it for following years because um that's a flaw in there mm, that's a flaw for a flawed mm. for Cardo and um in this world when we have all of these other people that want us to learn this real at their pace but then we have these barriers that make it even harder for us to learn that real and um yeah Mm. what about you aroha you work in the health industry Mm. you're a midwife Mm. And you already have a kaupapa Māori practice mm. and follow tikanga Māori in your practice. Mm. How will te reo influence, or how is it already influencing and changing or impacting what you're doing and how you're doing it? Aye, te reo um, is hugely beneficial. I provide kaupapa Māori care for whānau Māori only. Um, I'm the only Māori, I'm the only midwife doing that in the whole of South Auckland. You know, there's a shortage of Māori midwives, um, and so you know, I I often get um, emails in Te Reo Māori. I get voice messages. You name it, they come, and I'm trying to decipher it. You know, prior to this um, course, I'm trying to decipher it on Google and on the Aka Dictionary and all of that kind of thing as much as I can. But now I can somewhat converse so much more. And um, that is just so beautiful, like, to be able to converse. So I do that prior to them knowing that I'm a tawira at the beginning of my real journey, really. Um, And it's quite amazing how far we get. And I've not yet had an experience of somebody um, putting me down or feeling, you know, belittled by it. I've only found them encouraging and supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, but they feel really, it makes them feel really toe and in the right space and with the right person when we can share that same real. Um, so it's incredibly important in so many ways. Um, and just to speak to what you were saying, Tiffany, about the lack of support out there, even with my own professional body, I um, approached them a couple of times to um, ask for their support to make this this journey possible, um, and it wasn't reciprocated. And I wrote up proposals, and I put that forward, 
Um, and although the use of te reo Māori is used quite widely within our industry, you know, whānau, pēpi, māma, all of these things, um, the value of me reclaiming my reo when I care for whānau Māori was not valued at all. Mm. Um, yeah, which when I'm getting... When, I, when we're all seeing within the health industry our statistics of Māori all the time at the lower end of everything, you know, it just doesn't figure to me. So, you know, this is a huge wheel out to my industry, especially when I'm I'm there at the beginning of life, um, you know, really wanting to support and, and help Alfano flourish. Um, it seems crazy to me that it's not valued that um, us as Māori midwives have the ability to reclaim our reo and feel stronger in our own selves to be able to provide the care that we need for our whānau. So that challenge is not over yet. Mm. That's just begun. But, yeah, my whānau definitely, um, it's so beautiful and I'm yeah, I'm always able to converse with them to a certain degree. And then they uffy me. They'll correct me. They'll retext, they'll text back with our corridor, but they might correct a kupu or something. And I love that. Yeah, that's cool. Aye. Aye. Hockey. Now you're both um without having planned it, <laughs> you both wore <laughs> the same jumper today. Mau te poraka orite. The same. Um, which has the kupu on it dedicated decolonizer. And so I just wanted to ask, what does that mean to you when it comes to te reo Māori? Māori first and foremost. Tangata whenua. Ai, kare. Ai. Yeah, that's a loaded question, kare. <laughs> um, We've only got two minutes. No. Oh, <laughs> first and foremost, Māori all the way, eh? Like... Yeah, just dedicated in every way. I mean, here we are. We've put our our heart and soul, our wairua, our everything on the line to start this reclamation, and it hasn't been easy. Oh. Um, and it's a lifelong journey. Oh. Um, I. Mm. Yeah. And it is a lifelong journey, and we, I okay. think there is an expectation that you know, oh, you've done one year and you're all good and kia ora. Oh, kao, kao. Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> kao. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really, um, diso- like if anybody thinks that from a, a year of Rimakireo is quite disillusioned, it's it's to give you a good foundation and to to set you up to carry on, really. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it, eh? Yeah. Aye. Um, for people who, and, and I asked this, I've asked this at the end of every podcast we've done so far, um, for people who don't have the capacity or capability to do full-time study, like we have oh, had the privilege oh. of doing this year, right. what other ways, what other um, tips, suggestions um, can we share, can you share with people out there who really want to reclaim their deal and... Maybe they have started. Maybe they've. Maybe they have come across a challenge that's made them stop, and oh. pull out, and turn oh. around, and give up. Um, which is nothing to be fuckama about mm. either. Um, you know what can we share with them to help strengthen and encourage more people in their real journey? I think more than um, 
anything these days because of the way that the world is with social media and with um, TV um, and um, things you can see on YouTube. Like if you, you, you can, there's always ways that you can actually access um, a connection to te reo mm. these days. Um, which I think is really amazing and really cool. Um, I um, I still think night classes are some are amazing, um, or day classes at Tiwananga, or um, oh, and S- Scotty and Stacey's mm. books are awesome. <laughs> We're going to have Stacey We're... on an upcoming podcast. Oh, <laughs> have to, have to. She's the best. <laughs> Um, she, yeah, I don't know, like more than, yeah, there's just so much, there's so much out there and, and there's also amazing people that you can connect with too. If you ever want to connect with any of us or anything, Mm. you, there are, there are avenues where people can do that now. Mm. And so I think that, um, sometimes just reaching out to someone and just having a corridor before even delving into anything, if that's what you want to do, then then we're all here mm. to totoku you. Mm. Yeah, I think um, there's lots of ways you can shape your world now, um, whether that be by use of puka puka, whether that be by night classes. It could be um, looking in your community and joining up with um, kapahaka or, um, you know, I don't know, bringing karakia into your daily life at home, maybe, you know, blessing your kai, whatever it is, there's so many different ways now that you can, you know, start to just reshape your world a little bit. And even for some, I know not everybody can, but sometimes for some people that think they can't fully immerse themselves in a rumaki because of their commitments and that sometimes it's just reshaping your thinking from that te Pakia way of thinking and be a, being able to bring what is most important to you to the forefront. I know that's not possible for everybody, but sometimes it just ch- needs our... Because we're clever as Māori. Like, you know, we can often think about how we can turn that picture around a bit more and still make things happen. But, yeah, like I said, I think there's lots of opportunity these days. You know, being involved in your marae... Wānanga There's so well. many. Uh, wānanga, wānanga, the podcasts, Taringa, oh. Hemi Kelly. Like, there's so many different mm. ways. I don't know, YouTube, downloading Waiata more. There's so many other ways just to um, surround yourself, hear it, see it, feel it. I. I was listening to an episode of Taringa yesterday as I was going for my walk, and um, it was a really amazing episode. And I really wish that I had pen and paper with me. <laughs> I was like, damn it. I always wish I had pen and paper with me. But what I <laughs> what I realised was I go for the hikoi, I listen to the podcast. I'm like, cool, this is choice. These are really great. It's in my head. It's in my ears. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home and listen to it again. Oh. And then the second time I listened to it, I was so much more, I guess, taking it yeah. all in. could hear more. And it was another way of learning, and then I was writing bits and pieces down. So that was really helpful for me to do it that way. And it also just meant, as I was going for my hikoi, I had te reo Māori around me. Mm, and I right. think that, um, and because normally if I'm walking in the ngahere, I don't put headphones on at all. So I listen to our manu, te kōrihi o ngā manu. Um, 
But it was just a nice way to kind of be surrounded by te reo Māori. Mm. I didn't understand half of it. Mm. But then there were some things I did understand. And mm. so I think you start where you are. Mm. Start where you are and listen. Just pick up those little bits that you can. Mm. One of the other tips that I have is I really enjoy watching Waka Huia. Mm. Um, and I watch it on YouTube with the subtitles. Because what I do is I try and I try not to read this, like automatically read the subtitles. <laughs> but I try and listen and pick up as much as I can. And then... You, you hear different dialects and different kupu being used for different things. The subtitles really help you as well. But also you're just learning mm. new mātauranga about something different. Aye, um, aye. And so if if that's something that you have the time to do, go and watch some episodes of marae. Because mm. um, that really helps in our ring, language. Language. <laughs> in our real strengthening um, and... Increasing our pukinga, our skills. Tēnei te mahinui kia kōrua mo te kōrero, tēnei rā. Nō kūte whiwhi, nō kūte waimarie, noho ana i tō kōrua taha. Um, he, rawe, he rawe te rongo i a kōrua, i a rā, i te kura. Um, tēnō rawe te, te rere, te haere, um, o tēnei whiako i tō kōrua taha. So it's really awesome. I don't even know if that all made sense, but it's really... Um, made sense to me. Kia ora. <laughs> kia ora. Same, kei te pai. As long as one person understands me. Um, it's really beautiful to be on this journey with you. It's really beautiful to experience the things that we have experienced. And it's also really beautiful to see the differences that everyone has in this journey. And I think it's really important to note that um, some people thrive in these spaces and some people still thrive but thrive in really different ways and sometimes challenges are are huge in some parts of the year and sometimes they are overwhelming Mm. (laughs) um but at the end of the day we're all gaining and learning and speaking in just those little steps one step at a time um it all helps so tēnā kōrua Thank you very much for being part of our podcast episode. Um, and coming up, we do have the beautiful Kat Poi, uh, who will be talking to us about not doing any study and um, what Te Reo Māori, keeping Te Reo Māori alive in her whare is going, you know, looks mm-hmm. like at the moment. Um, so another perspective around Te Reo Māori learning. And then, of course, um, upcoming we'll have Stacey Morrison on our podcast because of course um, this whole journey kind of started with her challenging me in a nuku episode um, and us having a kōrero about my own real journey so yeah, I don't know about that one I'm a bit scared for it <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit scared <laughs> anyway, kia ora kia ora, kia ora. <laughs>